When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. back with another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you can please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe that's right joe's right there he's not scary He's actually really fun to talk to, and you can go ahead and listen to more of Joe Soro each and every time out by subscribing. That's right, subscribing on our channel. Mm, it's a good thing. There you go. I was even asking you to subscribe from, of course, the Dollar Loan Center last night in Henderson, if you saw my short. So if you want to go ahead and check out my YouTube short, that's below, but you got to remember to be a subscriber so you get the latest notifications on when we go on the air. And if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. I just recorded the latest episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football with Chris Sardieri, who's going to be on Saturday for our fantasy basketball special. So check that out on Saturday. He and I just recorded what's going on for NFL Week 5. Go ahead and check that out wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, also our good friends at Game Source, LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out what Joe Soro is doing today at LakersBall.com. Plus, also as well, our good friends at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out what Jamie Sweet and his five things articles are all about at Lakerholics.com. Also, as well, Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. I know he's feeling a little bit better because I've been interacting a little bit with him on Twitter. Plus, I know there's been some side issues, so I know he's been all over the top of that. So go ahead and check out what they're doing today at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friends of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. And of course, Joe's great company. If you're in the Southern California area, you need to go ahead and get your lawn transformed by none other than Sinblades with a Y. That's Sinblades.com. I'll tell you what, great to have you here. We've had some great, great responses over the past couple of days to Joe's comments i should say i want to say joe's rant but joe's comments plus also as well me last night again in henderson at the dollar loan center arena checking out the first matchup ever between victor Wembiyama and scoot henderson i've got more to say on that i know a lot of people are talking about it it's all over the nba scene that was a sensational game both guys 
were doing tremendous things to solidify themselves as the number one and number two draft choices next year. So I will have some comments on that. I know Joe had a chance to talk about it. Plus, he shared some thoughts on it in our email today. So we're going to go ahead and definitely talk about that. I'm very excited I got a chance to see that. Plus, of course, we're going to be talking about the Lakers because tonight the Lakers did play in my neck of the woods here in Las Vegas. I almost went to the game, almost got some tickets headed my way, but I, at the last minute, didn't kind of work out. And I said, that's good because LeBron will only play 15 minutes anyways, most likely. Well, I was wrong on that. He played 17 and did actually a great job. Back to the LeBron we know more about as he actually contributed a great job in the first quarter. Him and Westbrook meshing together in the first quarter and the first half. The Lakers did hold a lead of about seven points. Not too bad heading into the break. They did, unfortunately, play some of the more of the backups. And, unfortunately, it didn't quite work out as the Lakers ended up in the fourth quarter getting outscored 28-20. to 20. But it was a close loss, 119-115. There were some changes in the lineup as, well, Kendrick Nunn was coming off the bench. Obviously, the disappointing bench performance on Monday may have alluded to that, and he came off the bench to score 21 points and a very encouraging sign, four out of seven from the three-point area. Austin Reeves and Wendy Gabriel were vaulted into the starting lineup because Anthony Davis was sitting out tonight. So a lot of things to discuss, and actually the fact that the Lakers did in the first half look pretty good. They stayed, they stayed pretty good, and they actually did have a lead going at the halftime and actually played very well in the first quarter. But here today to talk about today's game, what looked good and what didn't and why they ultimately lost. He's a good man indeed. You can go ahead and check out what he's doing today at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Sorrow. Joe, great to have you here. <laughs> Terrell Davis is already throwing the bacon out at us. Give us bacon. The rest can go to the G League. Well, I'll tell you what. If they go to the G League Ignite and play with Scoot Henderson, they might be having a lot of fun because that kid is for real. I wish Darvin Ham had let none play in the fourth quarter because I think we probably would have won. Yeah, I agree. Because we got off to a slow fourth quarter. Yeah, just, yeah I, I just they just needed one guy to 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 guarantee a, a, a legitimate shot maker. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm turning into Jerry West. I, I, I had a stomach ache watching the fourth quarter. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, the starting lineup was changed again. Anthony Davis did not play t- today's game. Remember it's a back to back because tomorrow night they'll be. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's not a, I think they were discussing that it was his back, but yeah. that's just, that's just code for. Yeah, we're not we're not playing you in, in the back to back game. Uh, I will I will tell you the Phoenix starting lineup. Most of them were actually at the game last night in Henderson. But when it comes to the back to back, like you said, it's it's just the fact that you're going to see people sitting out with with injuries, quote unquote, like that. So I'm assuming everything's okay with Anthony Davis. But also out of the lineup as well was Damian Jones. He was actually coming off the bench. There was no traditional center in the lineup, the starting lineup for the Lakers. That was something different that was posed for for the team tonight. They they need a big, uh-huh. they need a big bad. Uh, all due respect to Damon Jones and your your guy Gabriel. Uh, he's only my guy because, like I said, I just I he. Okay, I will say this about Wendy and Gabriel: he hustles, he gives you the energy he has. But the reason why he's been on six different teams is he gets blocked by the rim. Yeah, he gets blocked by the rim, cannot shoot to save his life, and he really doesn't give you a whole lot outside of his energy. 
you know, and if you're looking for energy, he can give you that, but he can't give you much more, which is the reason why he's been on six different teams. They need, they, I, I don't know how they can do it, but they need a, they need a functional big. Thomas Bryant looks like he's moving very slow. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get loose enough down the road, but he just looks pretty stiff from his injury. And even then, I don't know if he has the lateral movement to keep up with some of the the talented bigs in the league or even like any any front court guys. It's the most encouraging thing about today's game was, was uh, Kendrick Nunn. And this is something we've been discussing since last year. That and LeBron obviously doing LeBron. LeBron is not a surprise. LeBron's going to do what he does. Well, coming uh, off that 0 for 7 performance on Monday. Yeah, true, true. Usually great ones don't have back-to-back bad games, so that makes sense. There's, there is, there is some hope that the Lakers will have a perimeter, perimeter player who can shoot and make baskets near the rim. If he stays healthy, it's going to be a huge boost. Russell Westbrook's had a decent couple games here. Uh, not, unfortunately, we can't really judge how that's going to play out when, when the season starts. We're going to have to see how, what happens there. But my take on, on these first two games, especially today's game, was the Lakers are going to have to do some kind of reinforcement at the, at, at, at the, at the front line. I, I don't, it, it's, it, it might make a difference if the perimeter players play like this. That's, that's how I'm looking at it. I'm Austin Reeves played a much better game today. He was active as he usually is, but uh, more functional. Yes. Uh, any, anyone else I would say, I, I know everybody's nine, ass, nine assists for Austin. Reeves. Yeah, I know. I know everyone's, you know, up and kind of giving bacon a little, uh, little love and I, and, and he deserves it, but yeah, this is this, you know, whatever performance you saw in the end of the third and, and fourth, that's, that's, that's the G league team. I don't know necessarily how that's going to play well, out. Bacon's but. bounced around. This is his fourth NBA team. If he sticks with the team as someone that again, provides a little bit from the wing area, he does score a little bit, but again, here's the reason why he went from a promising player with Indiana to being a bounced around veteran. Yeah. And I think the Suns are off a little too. Yeah. They're that that's something to monitor. Maybe they the did road. too much partying after the show, maybe right near there. The Henderson. <laughs> The Green Valley Station. There's a I, there's a, there's a casino right next door, right across well, the street. Well, I also think I also think the fact that they've lost they lost to an Australian team when yeah they probably they shouldn't. were very motivated yeah and, and that's you know that's that's why there was so much venom on the last show we did was because it's not usually it's not just a Laker issue it's just an overall. Uh, mentality of these guys, these players that don't have any kind of heart to, to to show who they are. Well, I, I would say their heart is that they they they're okay with losing to inferior players or inferior mm-hmm. teams, which is sad. I mean, how, someone needs to do something. No, none of these guys can kind of test their manhood a little bit. Yeah. Now, the beautiful thing about today and why I'm probably not in a bad mood is I did see some positive things, not only from the Lakers, but uh, 
you know, just to show that I'm not just a Laker glasses wearing guy. A big I, shout out to Nicholas. He actually enjoyed your. I, 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 and I know, and I know, and I'll get to that. I'll get to that next. But I want to. I want to really reiterate how on why I I, I I was encouraged today. And sometimes all it takes is one thing. Sometimes it's just one little thing that'll make me happy. Uh, after assuming that everybody sucks, <laughs> so NBA brass the NBA people were trying to tell your boy Victor to shut it down until the draft. Yeah, absolutely. And when they spoke with his agent, they were almost scared in their description of that saying, Oof, we don't want to tell him he's, you know, they kind of want you to shut him down. And, and they used the words. He was so pissed off that he lost and that basketball first and everything else second. I mean, when I hear things like that, again, for the for the audience out there, if you really want to make me happy, not that you you should, um, and that's that's not your job. But those are the things I love to hear. And this is that's coming right. from an from a teenager. Yep. And when a teenager has more brass in his pants than guys that are playing as veterans in the league and blowing <laughs> blowing uh wins against an Australian inferior team that, that, that that's the stuff that's going to ignite cuz that's how athletes are they got to they got to they got to get kind of they got to get sparked a little like have their manhood tested right well if you've got a 19 year old coming in the league next year dropping dimes on you dropping threes and slapping you around and saying this is the NBA that's when things are going to go back the way they're supposed to and that's all I'm asking for guys I'm asking for masculinity you know I want men to want to win and want to compete because it makes the game so much more look at today look at tonight look how they were competing look how yeah. you know how enjoyable that is I know it's a preseason game I know it doesn't mean anything but it sort of does. It gets your mind ready. I mean, they have these games for a reason so that you can start getting things going, start getting that those juices going and wanting to start thinking about, oh, this is what we're going to do for the next 82 games. So, you know, it's either you, you be a man, know that you're in a sport, know that it's about competition and winning, or you can live your life like John and just go, meh, you know, which, which one do you guys want? <laughs> which one do you want? I mean, be honest with me, be honest. With you. you know, which one I want. Um, and for you people out there who are listening, I mean, come on, let's, let's, let's get real. Let's enjoy this. This is Raphael from NBA draft and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. I will say that the kids, though, Christy Pippen and Swider, they need some time in the G League. I think that, especially in Christy's case, he's got a long way to develop. And unfortunately, you only gave him a two-year contract to develop it in. So that was kind of to the detriment as far as the mistake I think that they're making, because I think he's a long-term project at best if he's going to make it in the league. But I will say that to right now, John, he's asking you, Joe, He's here for your thoughts on the Westbrook trade. I think he's going to continue to mock that. <laughs> what Westbrook trade? Yeah, that's the idea. I think that's what he was joking you should, for. I think he's thinking about Tom. Tom is always talking about a Westbrook trade, not me. See, I, but, I, I, I made it very clear about a month and a half ago that there's not going to be a trade. All right. So, John, even though he's not going to be able to make it, please go ahead and check out his John McCallion YouTube channel. Please go ahead and subscribe today for some great conversations wherever you get your YouTube Wanted to go in and mention again, the Lakers did unfortunately fall short tonight. 119-115 got outscored in that fourth quarter, 28-20, to which was the difference. Actually got off to a bad start to that fourth quarter, but otherwise I think was very competitive for a team, again, not having AD in the lineup, not having Damian Jones starting. I think that I agree with BDA. He is concerned because, as he mentioned in the chat, about how – the five spot is now or could be a growing problem. Damian Jones has been unimpressive in two games yeah. so far. I really want to hear your thoughts on this. Thomas Bryant didn't get off the bench. I don't know if it was injury related. They were just sitting him down for rest purposes. They plan to play him tomorrow, what have you. I didn't hear anything on Bryant, but I know Jay Huff. I'd like to see him at least get a chance or a sniff of some minutes. And he hasn't even come off the pine yet. So your thoughts on this? I think we're still a long ways to go when it comes to a viable center for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, it's it's first two games of preseason. It's really bad. Uh, matter of fact, it's really bad. I, I If you're not going to be able to at least catch some alley-oops and make some layups. I mean, watching Gabriel get blocked by that rim, I, I was just like, oh, 
And this is not the first time it's happened while he's I know, been a Laker. I know. It's, it's happened last season too. I don't. I don't. I don't understand what's happened in the. Do these guys do layup drills? They're supposed to every game. They look good I, when they come on the pregame show. I don't show. know. I don't know. I I don't understand how how an NBA player, especially when they're above six seven, how they miss layups, especially when there isn't any. There's no contested shot. Well, that's why I'm saying I know a lot of people are pining for Gabriel in the rotation. I am not simply because of the fact that yes, he does have all the Ooh. hustle in the world. He, but I think you are in trouble if you're asking him to give you minutes because of the fact he has very little basketball talent as far as at that NBA level. He doesn't shoot well, as we saw, and as we saw last season and now this season. He can play defense for you, but the thing is he's still slight and gets outmuscled underneath. So I don't know what he can give you really consistently outside of hustle, and that's the problem. If you're putting him in your regular rotation, that means you're just – losing a lot of depth you just don't have a lot of depth in where as far as on your front line is concerned no it's a it's a problem this is a problem if if by some miracle Westbrook plays well that'll be a a major deficiency and it's as real as the fake grass that I installed (laughs) and it's as real as my bank account compared to John's bank account um (laughs) so so when, when people are assuming and talking smack about something they don't know and they got nothing to back it up, you know, that seems to be uh, that seems to be a, 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 a habit of people out there. Well, according to John, <laughs> on, a, on a scale, and, that, and let's get to the bottom question, because I know a lot of people are still focusing on Westbrook, Westbrook, Westbrook. And I know Luca, who doesn't trust us as a show, but still continues to watch. And thank you for watching, by the way, Luca, even though you don't trust us yet. As you no, say, no, 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 no. You don't trust me. Okay, well, all right. He doesn't trust you. But anyways. But Nick, sk- Nick Molina trusts me. Okay, that's so true. So, Nick, true. you're my guy. Okay, and I love okay. the name, Nick Molina. It just sounds like a like a, good, like a tough guy. I like, like, I like tough guys. But I want to ask you this. I know Westbrook is still the thing that people are talking about, obviously, for all the reasons which you've discussed at nauseum. But they actually didn't look – bad together tonight him and Braun playing I mean Westbrook started off 11 points in his first stint in the first quarter looked pretty good and helped the Lakers to build a pretty good lead no I I'm I'm, we're gonna have to wait till the season starts we got to see the real competition here Uh, Westbrook still can't shoot but he 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 did make he did make uh, me feel a little bit better about his, his his layup game I got to see that one when the season starts. Absolutely. Again, like I said, it was pretty good performance for Russell Westbrook overall. 12 points, six rebounds. Three that was assists. a compliment to you, John, too. I'm just saying. It was reality. Two of four from three. I mean, like I said, it wasn't bad. He didn't shoot well from inside the three. He ended up four of 12. But, you know, overall, he was a plus five, which is uh, tops on the team. So I'm going to give him credit that he actually did play a decent game for today. So him and LeBron James actually kicked off the team well, they got off to a good start as a team, as a unit, even though Austin Reeves and Wendon Gabriel in that first quarter didn't give them a whole lot. So I want to go ahead and give them credit. Patrick Beverly, a guy I know that you've been giving a lot of flack to, he did go ahead and create a lot of uh, good things on the defensive end, at least in the beginning. Actually blocked a shot of DeAndre Aiden. I thought that was kind of funny in and of itself as our 6-1 wing. But, you know, he didn't do so bad at eight points. 
But again, the, the thing comes down to is Kendrick Nunn, 21 points off the bench, 4-7 from 3, 8 of 13 overall, looked really good from the offensive end. The thing is, though, that you because of the fact that the Lakers are so bereft of talent when it comes to players 6 through 15, it looks like he may be coming off the bench, and that may stick for him for the at least the short term going forward. You know, I was thinking about it while he was doing his business. I, I was thinking, man, we need a center, and we need a starting two really bad. And I go, wow, if Kendrick Nunn could be that guy off the bench, he could be a six-man-of-the-year type, and that would be what would help. It just his game and his effectiveness was so online with a a bench role, a bench role where when LeBron sits, when AD sits, here's Kendrick that's going to keep the leads and stabilize things or extend the leads. Uh, I was starting to turn into Laker Tom towards the third quarter. I really was. I'm not going to lie. I watching Gabriel miss that layup i was like oh man oh like i really want miles turner now <laughs> i was like uh, do we do it do we not do it i don't know i don't want to give up the two picks but i'm like man if you had a miles turner with with this team it, it actually would work and i know buddy hill is 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 not you know the defensive type but man he could start at the two so i, I i'm not gonna lie man I, I started thinking about it a little bit more the third Based off of what I saw today, because they did do they did do a good job playing against a you know a Devin Booker who I think dropped twenty four points. So it wasn't yeah. like they weren't competing. It took a lot of shots though, seven for twenty. Yeah, I mean it's to, to me I I I know efficiency is a big thing in this league, but I watched Kobe Bryant go to seven finals in fourteen years being, I don't, would you say in, inefficient? Yeah, I mean to me efficiency is W's. That's that's my efficiency. I don't they know did enough to win, and that you know for the game today. So. Yeah, John. Uh, it, we all know he's. Uh, I know Turner is injury prone, but you, you gotta you gotta go for the double zeros at this point. There's no you know risk. There's there's no room for not risking. Now, I'm not saying give up the two first, but try to. Rob needs to figure out a way if that deal is still open to try to figure out a third team that can send Indiana another pick. And somebody that owes you a favor, maybe Cleveland or something, because Cleveland seems <laughs> to be the only team that's ever helped you out. Well, again, like I said, it was okay. And I know that uh, BDA is right. At $47 million, he can't just look okay. He's got to be, be playing at a star level. But I will say they did get off to a good start together, him and LeBron, which is the reason why that they actually pulled out to a nice, what, 11, 12-point lead, I think, at one time the first quarter. So pretty solid. And if you can go ahead and continue that, the thing is, can they continue that through four quarters? That has been the problem so far this exhibition season is them continuing that progression as far as good play and keeping that level up, even when they bring in people off the bench. I think it just speaks again to the lack of talent that we have as far as not being able to sustain leads that the starting lineup can give you as they've done now for two straight games. That to me, I think is the biggest problem that we need to tackle. I'd like to see if they can win tomorrow. I want them to win. I, you know, winning helps even in a no no reason game. 
I just I wanted I wanted them to win so that they can feel the win and get the momentum going to winning. I would really I I won't I wouldn't feel good if they end up going 0 6 again. It's just not going to feel good. Uh, could they go three and three? Do you see something like that? Maybe two and four? I don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see what happens. But I'm I'm uh, I'm in a I'm in a boat I'm in a situation at this moment tonight in saying that the Lakers are in desperate need of of a big, uh, and and if they're gonna keep Westbrook for the year, and he. he somewhat plays well like he has the first two games then they're gonna really need to figure out and get a guy you know hopefully before the before the trade deadline well it this speaks well though for dennis schroeder and lonnie walker the fourth who have not gotten into the lineup as of yet as possibilities to go ahead and get some time i didn't say you're going to get any better production from these guys but they're both veterans they're both uh, attuned to what the NBA is all about. So maybe they can go ahead and give you some type of consistent productivity off the bench that you're not getting right now. And that's the only concern I really have at this point in time, because the other things, as far as the depth, I mean, these are things that you can't just wave a magic wand and say, there you go. You have to go ahead and build that with either a trade for a, with a superstar for three or four players that build your team set or build that out on the offseason because right now pretty much the team that we have is the team we may get. We're gonna have to get a big. Yeah. If they start playing well, there has to that is that is a you know that 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 that, that Muscala trade just rearing its head here. We could have definitely used our <laughs> Zubats. We could have definitely used Zubats for this team. He actually would have been really good uh, yep. next to AD. But uh, if if I had to if I had to predict what the Lakers are are crossing their fingers on right now is they're hoping that Russell Westbrook and and LeBron can play the way they've been playing the last two games in the regular season. If that happens the stress will come down a little bit. And then at that point, Rob maybe can focus on trying to maybe put a couple of pieces into this team to help, to help in the low bra in the low block. I, I can't have a big that misses layups. That has to not, that can't happen. We, we already had this problem with Westbrook last year. Yeah. Uh, we, and definitely not from a guy who's supposed to be, you know, six ten, and you put your arm up and you touch the rim. How do you miss layups when you're that tall? I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't, my brain doesn't compute. Are you, the only guy I ever seen that did, did that was Kwame Brown back, you know, back when I actually well, called really, that. There's a reason why, again, he has been on six different But, teams. It, you know, Damon Jones is not that better either. He, he struggles too. Um, well, they and, see this kid, they see this kid who's athletic, who has a lot of motivation. And as far as six, nine, uh, you know, he can play the wing for you. He could play even a little bit of emergency center for you. But the thing is, then you get him on your team and then you realize what he can and cannot do. And that is the problem. I think that he's not going to be able to develop his game any further. You mentioned Ivica Zubats. What hurts the most for Lakers fans after that horrible trade is the fact that the kid now, Several years later, after that trade was executed, is only 25. He's only 25, which is so irritating to me that, like you said, he could be on this team right now, yet he's not. Just simply the fact, again, that we've built a team that is lacking in depth 
And that's going to be something I'm very worried about if there are any injuries. This team absolutely has to have LeBron and AD stay healthy. And now Kendrick Nunn, the way he's playing, if he continues to play like that, he has to stay healthy or it's really going to be some problems for the Los Angeles Lakers. There was no doubt he would play well. Uh, I had no doubt that he would play well. I We've been waiting for this for a year. I, I He was my... Wild, he was not my even my wild. He was the X factor last year. I was very interested in seeing what he was going to do in helping the team, and it was very exciting to see what what might happen. Uh, as far as as far as how the Lakers can do this, um, we're going to be in a predicament here. What if the Lakers come out the gate at ten and five, and Westbrook's playing well? Oh, there you now, go. Now, 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 what do you do in terms of assets? Because if you're saying, look, I think this Westbrook thing is starting to maybe do what it's supposed to do. What, what if we end up going 30 and 20 in 50 games with him? You know, but you still need that a couple pieces to, to kind of round this team out. So let's say let's say Westbrook turns into what we wished he would, and Kendrick Nunn is playing 65, 70 games this year and, and really doing well, right? you're going to need some depth at, in, in the front court to make sure that AD doesn't wear out and LeBron. And that's where we're going to have to see if, 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 if there's going to be someone out there that wants to get traded, demands to get traded, or if the Lakers can somehow figure out a package or something to like, I, who would we, what would we do? We would, would we send a first round pick for just a big, I, that, that, that doesn't work either. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're, <laughs> it's, 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 it's almost like, and that's, I, I was, I was thinking about it in the third quarter. I'm going, damn it. Okay. What do we do here? We're, we're stuck. It doesn't matter if Jerry West was running this thing or if it was John running this thing. It wouldn't matter. Um, I don't know. This is going to be an interesting play out. It's going to be an interesting. It's going to be interesting how this plays out. I am. It, it will be. <laughs> it's going to be what I said in the summer. I, if it works out, you're a genius. If it doesn't work out, you're 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 terrible. And that's we just have to wait to see which one it is. <laughs> well, I do want to mention to Richard. Yeah, tonight's listed injury for Anthony Davis was a lower back, but. We may be thinking it's because they were doing a back-to-back here in Vegas. That may be the and I think that's what they did. I thought I thought that was kind of an interesting pun. Yeah, <laughs> I actually laughed when I heard because I hadn't heard anything I, even in all the injuries that that AD has had in his career. I've never heard of a back issue. So when when I read back, I was like, "Oh, that's cute. That's funny." You know, back-to-back. <laughs> I thought that was good. Whoever well, did, that wasn't on that was on purpose. That had to yeah. have been on purpose. So well, I they, they will be playing. Funny. They will be playing back to back tomorrow night yeah. here in Las yeah. Vegas at yeah. the T-Mobile. It, it was one back, right? So yes, this is the first back. leg of the back. I, I, and maybe I'm giving somebody too much credit, but if, if, if it was an accident, that's kind of funny too. So I don't want to. I don't want to make too much out of it. We'll see what tomorrow night if he sits out both games. So we'll see what happens there, but. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate you watching and listening. John is all over the chat saying thanks to go, for going ahead and mentioning him in the same sentence as Jerry West. We wouldn't that? be in this. 
But, huh? Who, who put him in the same sense as Jerry West? You did. I, I just, I, I meant bad and good. I didn't put him in the same sentence. <laughs> he doesn't care. He was, he was thankful of you that you were in the same sentence indeed, but definitely something we want to go ahead and can just before we go ahead into the the Victor versus Scoot game, and I really want to go ahead and touch on that because that was something amazing that we saw last night. I saw it live and in person. I was truly blessed that I did. Before we head on out, my friend, and talk about that, I do want to mention that the Lakers game, again, you said and I said that there were some positive things you could take away from it. Again, the way that LeBron and Russell played together, I thought was pretty good, pretty promising. When LeBron is on, you can see that he can still go ahead and take over at periods of time. He only needed 17 minutes to score 23 points. He was actually having that scoring mentality, which I think he's going to be needed during the course of the season. Your thoughts on it? I still think he needs to be the number one on this team. I don't think AD should be given that number one spot. I know we keep trying to give it. I know he keeps trying to give it. I know everybody keeps trying to give that number one slot to AD. I still think it's best if you go ahead and let LeBron do the bulk of the scoring. LeBron is a ball handling superstar. I don't know how I don't know how he doesn't become the first option. He controls the game. He's Peyton Manning. You know, I know Peyton Manning was kind of stiff in his last season winning that last Super Bowl, and Vaughn Miller was the MVP of that team. So you could say, if you wanted to put it to some kind of comparison, even though he's not as stiff as Manning was, but he's kind of like in the Manning role, and AD's playing the maybe the Vaughn Miller role because he's the young, still yeah. on his prime guy, right? But you, you still don't win a Super Bowl. You still don't. You still have the sheriff in charge, uh-huh. and that's what LeBron is. It just happens. LeBron just happens to actually not be still really good, um, yeah. uh, not debilitated in any way. So that's kind of how I look at it. I, I, I don't think I, I, I. You can say, in a lot of ways, it's 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 just not a whose team is it situation. There, I don't. I'm, I never really saw it that way. When you were watching, uh, you know up until uh, before last year when, when it was, you know, when they were playing, um, I mean, it, it, it's, it's like they kind of take turns. It's kind of yeah. like Kobe and Shaq, you know, some games Shaq owned and some games Kobe owned. And well, you know, they, AD is not the one who's always forcing the momentum or forcing the tempo or forcing actually to go ahead. AD usually sometimes disappears in games. AD sometimes it usually takes a lot of motivating LeBron has to sometimes make the effort to go ahead and get AD involved in the offense. Because, yes, you and I both know AD sometimes disappears in the offense sometimes. So I'm thinking that, again, LeBron still needs to be the number one focus as far as this offense is concerned. But if you have AD as a 1A, you're getting a lot of shots as far as and you're keeping him to go ahead and making sure that he does take 20 shots a game. I think that's good. But Kendrick Nunn, if he keeps continuing to play like he did today, you have to make sure you find room in your offense for him as well. Well, because he's got a, you know, he's got a pretty quick release too. Almost yeah. looks, almost looks kind of like, um, God, who was it that uh, that that shot reminded me of? Because he shoots, uh, he shoots it left left handed. It's kind of like a Isaiah Thomas like quick shot, and it's it's almost it's so like dead in the shot it just goes in it's soft and it, and it and it gets out of his hands really really quick that's that's a great thing because if you're running the break and he happens to leak out and in this day and age a fast break three is popular 
or if you find him at the last two, three seconds of the shot clock and he's got a little bit of room, he's, he's going to have a good, you know, shot at that. Good shot at making it his skill set. And of course, if he can't, if they close out on him, he can move around him and get to the hole. Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn, if I'm the coach, I'm coaching that guy immensely this year and say, look, you, you can be the third guy here. You could really be the third guy, not, not Westbrook, but you, if you're going to be scoring like you scored today, and a lot of it was against, you know, the starters of the Phoenix. This wasn't, you know, him doing it in the second half, which is, I wish they had. Because they played more minutes. They played more minutes than the Lakers. They did. uh, They did. They did. And I I, kind of wish, I was hoping, and I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I was hoping that, Darvin Ham would have let him in in the fourth quarter because there was a dead spell there for a while. I'm like, oh, we just need one guy that can score. Yeah, they started off the fourth quarter very slow. And then they can kind of keep that momentum that they had where they were up five points. And then if they can do that, you know, through the end of the fourth, then they probably would have been able to win the, the game. But I I, I really believe that if he stays healthy, he's, he's going to be a huge, huge factor in, in the Lakers winning. Well, we were worried about that as far as his health, but we were worried about making an impression on him until he actually got back on the court after almost a year and a half. Damon Stoudemire. That's what it was. Okay. He reminds me of Damon Stoudemire when he shoots. Wasn't his nickname Mighty Mouse? Yes. Now, he's a much quicker player, but his shot reminds me of Damon Stoudemire. Thank you for uh, Richard. Thank you for bringing up Greg, uh, Greg Anthony. When you when you when I read that, I remembered Portland and then Damon there you go. right away. Thanks again, bud. Appreciate it. Well, I know you said Richard. Speaking of him right now, and once again, it's the Lakers fast break. He said that's true. You're right, Gerald. As far as your thoughts on it, because I think LeBron just has a mentality that AD does not. As far as being that alpha dog, as far as wanting to go ahead and at least be that guy, you know having the basketball and the usage in his hand as far as most usage on the team. I just think that's something that AD has not acquired and let, you know, or has of yet, at least as far as the Lakers with LeBron and him, it just seems like right now that they're not ready, even though they talk about handing over the baton, it just seems like with LeBron, it's not going to happen at least not until he breaks the scoring record. Maybe that mentality will change, but with AD, he has not had that type of mentality since he left New Orleans because he hasn't needed to with LeBron. He did have it for, boy, did he ever have it in the first two games of the finals. And but it's limited. We're talking games. We're not yeah, talking about yeah, series of games. I'm not talking, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah, about a, it's, it's, a, it, a larger window than yeah, just a he, game or two. He, I, w- I would say if you're expecting him to be that guy for a full NBA season, Really, there's not really a lot of players that can do that. I think that's the part where, you know, there's 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 a there's a there's a spot that only the the true greats are in it, right? And uh, very, I saw that uh, last night, my friend. I'm gonna tell you right now, I saw that last night. But I'll I'll yeah. talk more about that in a second. Yeah, the, the the true greats. Okay, and this is the this is the thing with basketball that the drop off on on the three levels. Okay, you got. The, the Kobe's, the LeBron's, those types. The, 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 that level is it's just not possible to get there unless you're those guys. Then you have the ADs. There's a lot of ADs. You know, you got guys like him. You guys got like CP3, those types, right? Really great players, Hall of Fame players, unique players. They're that next level. And then, of course, you start getting into the, to the all-stars and then the very good players and then, you know, the marginal players. But that those gaps are huge, 
So if you are if you are expecting Anthony Davis to be at a LeBron level, you will not be satisfied. That's never happened and it never will happen. Even though he's shown flashes of brilliance, it it takes a it takes a just a different desire. Desire. It takes a different mindset to to go into every game and want to dominate. It's just, it's just very few people have ever done it. Well, I'll and tell you what, though. It, it'd be great to have them both still playing at that level and then having Kendrick Nunn. At least that makes, the, that makes them, if they're both, all three are healthy and are playing like that, it makes them more competitive for the team as a whole. Yes, and we need, you know, if I had, if I had to explain what would really work here is if, if, if Anthony Davis had the chance to really play the, the kind of defense that I, we all know he's capable of doing, and he doesn't have to worry about covering too much ground, he could really just run away with the Defensive Player of the Year award. And all they really need is they just need the spacing, man. They need the spacing in so many levels and guys that can stay up with, stay with their guys and shoot when they're open, you know, make the shots when they're open. If they just somehow can do that, I don't know if it's possible with this roster. Uh, probably not. Uh, but back to what I was saying about that damn Indiana trade and seeing how I've watched them play this first two games, the starters. Obviously, I was upset uh, two nights ago because uh, I saw things in that game that I didn't see today, and I think I calmed down a little bit. They weren't giggling. They weren't laughing. Matter of fact, they were standing up, and they got a technical – for celebrating the shots. Thank you, NBA. You know, you, you suck as NBA refs doing simple calls on, 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 on fouls, yet you, 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 you throw a technical at people cheering after a good play. Thank you. Encouraging for, their own teammates. Yeah, thank you very much for that. And then, of course, the excuse is, well, they're stepping on the court. Give me a break. All right, give me a break. Um, they all have a size 14 through 18 You're shoes. talking about, what you I mean, what, what, are you, what are you supposed to do, this? You I mean, see how close they are they're, to the they're, they're, anyway. they're, they're practically on each other's laps on that thing. Why? Because you greedy owners want to make every inch of that place available so that they can over <laughs> rip off people to sit there. So I just yeah, I just got a kick out of that. I, I saw a technical. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what happened? I, I, I didn't know for like two minutes what happened. Then they finally showed the replay. I'm like, are you kidding me? You gave a technical for celebrating, so in an exhibition game. In an exhibition game, that that that's like that's like calling a holding. That's like calling a holding call on the tackle on the other side of the field when the guy's already running on the uh, right side. It's just <laughs> common sense, guys. I mean, do we have it? Do do we real have it? I know if I was Adam Silver, I'd be like, I'd sit everybody down. I'm like, guys, can you? Can you tell me what common sense means? But anyways, uh, I saw tonight what I didn't see uh, the two nights ago. I saw players paying attention and and trying to wish their team to win. This is all I'm asking for, guys. I'm asking for participation and trying to win. And then they played to win. They played to win and. And we'll, let me say is we're not always the, the you know want to be the negative people out there. We just tell it is like it is. We're when the team does well and when the team plays well, we're going to tell you 
when they play like garbage, we're going to tell you that as well. We're not going to mince meat. And I think that a lot of people out there want those shows that, okay, everything's on the bright and sunny side. And I know we have great people like Sovereign that watch the show that always want to go ahead and, and, and say that they're going to try to be on the positive side and more power to them. Excellent. Appreciate your enthusiasm and continued positivity for the Los Angeles Lakers. But I know Joe and I know me, I'm going to call it like we see it. As far as if it stinks, we're going to let you know, and we're not going to hide it from you. But tonight, a lot of people can take a lot of good things away from what the Lakers did tonight. Yeah. Well, we're going to report and we're going to react according to what we see and we're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. You know, we've had a lot of crazy stuff happen the last few years, a lot of on the court stuff, off the court stuff. We'll sit here and we'll criticize things and not agree with things and agree with things. But at the end of the day, we're not going to be the, the, the little baby whiners who are like, I'm not watching this anymore. They're not doing what I like. You know, life is not like that. You know, there's going to and 90 percent of the people out there are going to do things you don't like. The cool thing is we're in a, in a in a in a in a place where we can say something, you know, OK, we say it, we saw it and that's it. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to say the heck with this. You know, I may have stopped watching a few games because I got tired of losing a little bit, but I'm still going to be paying attention on the box score. I'm still going to see if they won. And in, in, in this situation, we're, we're, we're trying to somehow f- encourage or motivate these guys, even though we know most of them aren't going to know who we are or see what we say or care. But all I was asking to see is what we saw tonight. Give a crap. You guys are professionals. I don't care if you're a G League player. Try to play like, you, you, you know, you're, like it matters. And it does for those guys. Unfortunately, they're not talented enough to, to 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 execute on a regular basis, but that's life, okay? But I don't want you guys standing on the sidelines and and and, and while you're getting blown out by a, a massively inferior team. I don't like that. I don't want to see that. I don't care in any game. You know, just just because I played pickup games in a no I mean, I remember I I, I when I was I don't know, what was it, eighteen years old, we were playing against some older guys and we were playing we were playing, you know, to win. And I remember one of them got irritated. He's like, we're not getting paid to play. We're not getting paid to do this. Now, if I fast forward, if I, I should say got a time machine, went back to, in time and put my brain now to my 18-year-old self, I would have said something to that guy that would have been really, really good. <laughs> I I have no doubt about that, my friend. I have no yeah, doubt about that. Yeah. So the, the 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 moral of the story is I want you to care. We're we're spending two and a half hours of our life, three to four days a week. We're mm-hmm. spending an hour, an hour and a half talking about this. So we do have a stake in this. Mm-hmm. And we know what we're watching. I want I want to see effort. I want to see you give a crap. If you don't, retire and go 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 sell cars i don't care what you do at that point and that's it that's 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 not too much to ask and i will say to close out our conversation on the lakers post game and head into what we're talking about from last night i want to go ahead and close out the conversation by this was a showcase tonight for some of the younger players like max christie like cole swider 
Austin Reeves and Winnie Gabriel. Those guys got the bulk share of the minutes. And unfortunately, it was to mixed results. I really feel bad for Cole Swider because I'm really hoping for the kid because he is the guy that's supposed to be, if you've seen him in the summer, you saw he has a sweet stroke. Today, unfortunately, didn't show. One for seven from the field, 0 for five from three. He did get a plus three, but he really wasn't able to go ahead and do what a lot of people were hoping for. He did get two blocks and two steals, so he did provide something on the defensive end. But, yeah, just wished he would have enabled. I'm, I'm really rooting for the kid, but unfortunately, he's still not there yet, not ready yet to give you what you need on a consistent basis. Scotty Pippen and Max Christie, unfortunately, could not give you much today. It was really Wendy Gabriel and Austin Reeves playing 30-plus minutes as well. Austin Reeves, 36 minutes, 6 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds, 2 block shots, 3 steals. I think from an all-around standpoint, he was pretty solid. Only a minus 4, so he was out there for an extended period of time. But you can take some okay things as far as what the young guys did today. You know, I was watching Scotty Jr. uh, play. Mm -hmm. He's got something. If he was only taller. He's got something. If he develops a, a jump shot. Oh, yeah. He's going to have to be in that gym just shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting. He goes it's, for the hot dog play a lot, and that's part of his issues. Uh, he, he's he, he, Yeah, the hot dog thing ain't going to work. He's not fast enough. Uh, he's, you know... He, those AIs and Isaiah Thomas's are, are freaks of nature, even Chris Paul. Well, just instead of making the – he'll make like the uh, – the try to make the tricky pass instead of the, the straight pass, and unfortunately it'll go out of bounds or a turnover. I saw that all summer long, and I'm just thinking to myself, if the kid just goes ahead and just works on the fundamentals and starts doing it the, you know, the right way, then you can go ahead once you become an established player in the league and actually get a lot of time, go ahead and start working on doing some things that maybe are outside your realm. But – Work on the the basics before you go ahead and get fancy. Yeah, jump shot and control. I guess maturity might help him in that yeah. situation. I mean, and hopefully his dad, uh, as whacked out as he's been those last six months, uh, I would I would try to tell somebody to go tell Scotty, look, can you stop talking about the past and maybe go coach your son? Because your son has something. Yeah. And he, he needs you to, to kind of maybe give him a shot here to have a career. Yeah. Uh, he, he's obviously been around this. He's he's got a he's got handles. It's just mm-hmm. decision making and a jump shot. If he can hone in on that on 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 knowing the passing lanes a little bit better, and that's all going to come down to repetition. And of course, if he's shooting 500 shots a day, you know he might have a shot at having a career in the in the league. Uh, we've seen less talented guys have a career in this. Might, why why wouldn't he be able to? He's he's a seasoned kid. He knows yeah. he's been around it. Uh, whether I think it's the Lakers that he does that with, probably not. I think he'll he'll probably catch on somewhere else unless he develops really quickly. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the young guys, uh, I was I was really hard on Reeves uh, two days ago. Yeah. He, he he made up for his his lack of effectiveness then, and I think that's probably the only thing I regretted <laughs> uh, two days ago in terms of my commentary. I thought I was harsh on Reeves. I I, I, I kind of thought about well, that. Well, he like, kind of needed that kick in the butt because the fact that And maybe that's what it is. I, I don't I'm, – I'm reacting to what I'm seeing. I, and I'm reacting to – there's a difference between someone who's just his shot is off. You know, that happens. Yeah. But bonehead plays, 
that's the part. And, and, and they're not the kind of bonehead plays where the, the other guy is Gary Payton and just all up in your business. These are unforced type stuff. And I, I, I guess the accumulation of watching them just, you know, doing all the bad stuff altogether just added more, more fuel to, to, to whomever was not playing the way they should have. Yep. And you also can't expect Reeves to be a, uh, a star either. I think we, we get lost into that as Lakers fans. We think everybody's a star. Yeah. No, no, not everybody's a star. Very few of our, those guys could be a star. Um, even the guys that are really good, but I did like seeing him really do well, uh, finding the open guys and playing good fundamental ball, knowing that, Hey, my confidence really stinks right now. Shooting. I'm going to try to do other things that, that can help the ball team, the ball game or the ball, uh, the, the gate, the, the team. And that's it. Uh, I the effort was there. the The enthusiasm on the sidelines was 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 what it should be. People caring about these guys trying to win, and that's it. That's that's a good start. Now let's see if we can go in tomorrow and and win a preseason game. This is eight games in a row that we've lost a preseason game. Can we win one here? Can we win a two or three? Just to kind of get the feeling of of what it feels like to win. I just feel like. Loss after loss after loss. I mean, how many games did we lose ending the season last year? Like 10 of the last 12? So yep. that's it. That's, um, that's all I'm asking for, guys. Just like when your your shot's not going, go to the rim. Get a little layup. Watch the ball go through the hoop. This stuff matters, guys. We've been around this a long time. We know what, what works. Try to get a win here, guys. Let's, let's, let's get that feeling of winning that way. After six games of, of of getting in shape here a little bit and getting to know each other, we can go into that Golden State game and take advantage of the fact that they're thinking about the rings that they're getting at the beginning of the game, and we can catch them kind of lollygagging, especially with that slappy Draymond Green slapping yep. his his, uh, his his teammates. Yep, absolutely. There was an altercation earlier today in practice between Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. So we'll see if there's any punishment that's handed down either from the league or from the team themselves in regards to it. So we'll see what happens there. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break wrapping up as far as the post game, as far as that end of it, because we got much to discuss still on what happened yesterday. It was 119 to 115, the Phoenix Suns over the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers led most of the game. Unfortunately, in the fourth quarter, they did fall short, but still a pretty good performance overall. A lot of positives you could take away from it. They will be playing tomorrow night in a back-to-back game at the T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas against the Man- the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we'll go ahead and be on post-game for that. But before we head on out, my friend, the stuff, well, Richard, uh, Richard says, if you're having a bad shooting night, lock in on defense. Look at Kobe, game seven against the Celtics. Yeah, he, actually, that whole Lakers team, even though they were shooting horribly, uh, they came back strong in that second half. It was really one of the most pleasurable games I've ever seen as far as the Lakers fan is concerned, even though the game itself was actually a very ugly one. If you're looking at it from just a basketball standpoint as far as the shooting is concerned because that was a terrible shooting game, but you could also see it as a defensive masterpiece as well. So you could look at it at both sides of the coin there. But before we head on out, I do want to discuss what I witnessed last night at the Dollar Loan Center Arena in Henderson was something I think everybody in the NBA today was talking about, and that was the matchup last night between the Metropolitan 92s versus the G League Ignite and the two prospective, and I think two pretty much confirmed, 
top choices for next year's NBA draft in Victor Wembiyama out of France and Scoot Henderson, who plays for the G League Ignite. I had the pleasure of watching that game. I'm looking forward to possibly watching tomorrow's game wrap up between the two. They're playing two games together here in Las Vegas or in the suburb, Henderson. They're actually playing it tomorrow afternoon, so I might check that game out as well, and I can share my thoughts if that's the case on tomorrow night's program. But I will say, Joe, that you had a lot to say as far as the quality in regards to what you're seeing as far as Victor Wembiyama after a 37.7 three-point performance last night. Just a tremendous second half for him. Kind of actually struggled heading into the first half. I mean, because he started off strong, and it was amazing that they forgot in the second quarter that they had a seven foot five player who runs and moves like a wing. I know a lot of people have been talking about, oh, Ralph Sampson, Ralph Sampson. This guy is not Ralph Sampson. Ralph Sampson is nowhere near as athletic and as smooth as Victor Wembiyama. Victor Wembiyama actually playing the five in the NBA might not be the best position for him. Playing the three or the four just might be because this guy is fast, he's athletic, he is smooth, he shoots extremely well from the outside as we saw last night. He, you know, his inside game, he still gets, it's still slight of a build, so he's not uh, this slight as a couple of the other guys that have come into the league in recent years, but he still needs to put on 20, 25 pounds of muscle because he still gets muscled out, but my God, the kid was just absolutely amazing that second half. It was a pleasure to watch. And Scoot Henderson, the guy is 6'2", built like a tank, very strong, just needs to work and understand as far as the matchup, as far as the defensive game. But his offensive game is extremely well-tuned already, playing a season already with the G League Knight. He is a killer from the mid-range. And he actually has improved his three-point shooting. We saw evidence of that last night, going two for three. He is fearless. Absolutely fearless, this kid. In the first half, he was going consistently to the much taller Victor Wembiama, and actually showed a little bit of that on my YouTube shorts, if you want to check it out on the YouTube channel. Also, I want to go ahead and mention the second half, even though Victor Wembiama kind of actually figured him out a little bit and blocked a couple of his shots, Scoot Henderson said, okay, I'm going to score a little bit more still, but I'm going to go ahead and be more of a playmaker. So not only did he score 27, I think, as far as I remember, 28, he not only got that, but in the second half, he got nine assists. So really just a great performance from both these guys. Victor Wembiyama, 37 points, seven three-pointers, five block shots, I think, although he could have gotten six or seven. They gave him some ticky-tack fouls, too. I was really irritated, and the whole, this whole crowd was because the – his third, fourth, and fifth fouls were all just ticky-tack fouls. But overall, my friend, we are, see- we are seeing the future of the NBA. And if those two guys are heading it, it's going to be an extremely good future for the NBA. Those two guys are good. Those two guys Victor, are really Victor good. Has, Victor moves like Porzingis. He moves better than Porzingis. He moves like a six-seven player. I guess maybe his setup shot looked very poor, poor Zingish. I just, I just, you I just hope. You should have seen him run the floor, man. You should have seen him run the floor. I saw, he runs I saw like a forward. I a saw small forward. I saw, I saw highlights. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with you on that, G. I, I, I I'll, I'll, I'll catch his next game. Laker Tom's sure. dream of a seven-five wing has come true. This kid is a seven-five wing. 
So if we get that, the, I'm just hypothetically spe- speaking. So if we were to stink and win the lottery, uh, we wouldn't win anyways because Indiana has our pick. In, in, does Indiana have our pick, or does New Orleans? Oh, no, have I mean uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, sorry, sorry, not Indiana, but New Orleans. That, New Orleans that is pick. terrible. That they would, can swap. They can swap. That would, that would be terrible. So we can't even tank. <laughs> Well, it's a deep you are draft. Gonna see, I'm going to tell you right now, after last night's performance, you're going to see a ton of NBA teams tank. You're going to see at least three, well, four, we're not, five. We're, see, the, one of the great things about being a Laker uh, fan is, you know, Victor could be a guy that come, shows up in seven, eight years. So I wouldn't – you never worry about that kind of stuff. Heck, how many first round, how many first picks have we gotten from other teams uh, that's won us titles? Shaq, Anthony Davis. That kid is special. Both LeBron. these kids are special. <laughs> LeBron, so you've got three of them, anyways. I just, I just hope he can, he can handle the, the. Well, the NBA is kind of soft, so I think it's, it's good. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, Scoot Henderson, that kid is fearless. You should have seen him in the first half. He went to the hole, time and time and time ahead with aggression and without fear, and that guy took it upon as a challenge. He was making a statement. And it looked like at the first half, people were talking about, oh, maybe it's a mistake that they're picking this or people thinking that uh, Victor Wembiama is a number one pick and maybe Scoot should be the number one pick because of how aggressive he was. It wasn't until that amazing second half performance by Victor that had everybody convinced that these two kids are really special and the future of the NBA. Well, you can't, you can't stop 7-2. He's 7-5. I heard he's 7-2. He's closer to seven five. I That's was cool. on. I was nearby him. So, so you're him. you're talking. He's when we talk about Ralph Sampson, and we're we're not seven five is tall. He's seven four seven five, but he does not move like Ralph Sampson even before the knee injuries. We're talking about someone who actually ran runs the floor and actually moves. You can actually see it even in the the highlights I put down in the shorts. He actually moves and glides like a small forward. He does not play like a traditional center. Scoot looks like a second version of John Morant. John Morant is fearless. John Morant has good handles. He's got a good base. He's got hops. He's got. He reminds fearless... me a lot of him. He's got yeah. a great mid range game, absolutely outstanding mid range game. Yeah, and and playing in the G League Ignite so, already for a so, season. Has so if he has, if he has a a decent teammate, a big or a point guard that, and they want to run pick and rolls left and right. Oh boy, Ooh. it'll be a it'll be a fifteen foot layup every time, and on top of that, he can get to the hole because he's fearless and can make the shot. It's 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 like you know the NBA's. Every two, three years, you have that can't-miss guy or can't-miss guys. But the cool thing is about this draft, unfortunately, we're not going to get the benefit of it, yeah. is, is is there's a lot of talent in this draft. The, the, I believe that the Twins are also the Thompson Twins, the I believe. Best, they're, they're saying they're the best Twins ever. I don't know what that yeah. means, but I, I guess... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Morris Twins. Uh, Sorry, Lopez yeah, Twins. Yeah, I'd say if 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 you had to pick, uh, I would say who who would who else? It would be Morris or or the Brooks or the Lopez yeah. brothers, right? They're probably the best yeah. twins, the one and two right now in NBA history. Would you? Would you I say would that? say the close to it. Yeah, I, I, off the top of my head, I don't remember okay, any okay. others. 
Well, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, it's going to be a loaded draft. It's going to be a great draft. You get, you get, if you miss out on one, you got another one coming. That's pretty good. But you, I'm telling you right now, all these NBA teams that are thinking about tanking, they mm-hmm. made their mind up as far as wanting to. Well, tank. Uh, Victor's quote from his agent. Uh, I, I should have probably said it now while you were bringing it up instead of before, in case you guys missed it at the beginning. Um, let me go ahead and bring it up. So. It was very definitive. Yeah, NBA player, uh, NBA people are telling me to shut him down, and we are not going to shut him down. Bona uh, Jai told ESPN on Wednesday, that's his agent, uh, if we came with that kind of talk, Victor, to Victor, he will look at us and say, what are you talking about? He'll never agree to that. He wants to compete and get better. With Victor, it's basketball first and everything else second. He was so pissed off that he lost. Absolutely. Because it was a great second half performance, a great second half. That it was down coming, by 20. That is coming from an 18-year-old born in 2004, people. Yeah, absolutely. Take, take notes. That's for the veterans that are playing in the NBA. Ben well, Simmons, Durant, Kyrie. Take note of that eighteen-year-old. That's well, going to be. That's going to be. That's going to be who's going to be busting your ass in about a year. Well, my good friend, Mr. Rafael Barlow from the NBA Big Board and the NBA Draft Junkies, he was also there in the arena last night. He was actually getting a chance to interact with Victor's agent and also as well Victor's parents last night. I know he had had great conversations with them, and they echoed, I'm sure, the pretty much the same sentiment that this kid is going to be determined to go ahead and do what he can to not only solidify himself as the number one pick, but to keep getting better and to keep keep helping his team win. Like you said, he could be shutting it down now. He's already proven what he needs to prove. He is a definitive number one pick. Scoot Henderson, he himself is also a definitive number two pick, or at least a very high one at that, because both these kids' futures seem sky high. But I'll tell you what, it just seemed to me like it was a, a great pleasure at last night, the chance that I got to see it. I'm surprised that only less than half the arena or about half the arena was filled last night. I was kind of disappointed to see that because the future of the NBA was on display last night and it was very bright. But uh, I do know before we head on out, my friend, you and I want to go ahead and answer Richard's question about going to the Wayback Machine. I did get a chance to go ahead and see the individual where, where you were asking about. So I'll go ahead and give you a shout out for the listeners out there of the podcast. Richard was asking here in the chat. I have a question off topic, but related to the Lakers Celtics, we drafted James Worthy number one. Everybody knows exactly how his career went. Multiple championships with the Lakers, multiple all-star teams, Hall of Famer. No question about it. But how good was Len Bias? Len Bias, if you're not familiar, was a very high pick, pick of the Boston Celtics. Unfortunately, before he ever actually got a chance to play with the, with the Boston Celtics, unfortunately uh, died of a, was it a cocaine overdose, if I'm not mistaken? And all I can say is that I did get to see Lem Bias play at, at, uh, at Maryland, and he was an extremely effective scorer. He had elite talent at that point in time. I think the career for him, maybe if you talk about a one-on-one career with James Worthy, could have actually been higher as far as from an individual level, but again, we'll never know. We'll never, we'll have to, you know, like I said, you can only speculate, but his future was extremely bright. I was really high on him at the time. I had seen him, like I said, at some of the nationally televised college games at the time on Maryland. I really thought he was something special and it just, 
so sad to hear and see the news when it popped out the day he was announced dead. And unfortunately, like I said, a very tragic ending to what it could have been a very promising life and a promising career. Yeah, he he could he could leap and he can shoot. He had a very sweet jump shot. Yeah, he, he could score. He could score. And boy, Lakers might be sitting at 16 titles right now had he not yeah. passed away. And he would have helped transition that bird eccentric team into, unfortunately, with the with Reggie Lewis as well. Um, he could have been; those guys would have been the the Kobe. I would say the the, the Pippen Jordan type situ, you know type team in the nineties. It. You, you you don't ever wish anything like that to happen, and and if we're talking facts here, it, it would have been a he would have been a problem. And at that time, players played three or four years in college, and he would have been extremely effective that first year. I have uh, I have a I have a pretty good feeling had he played in the '87 Finals against the Lakers, the Lakers might have lost that Finals with him playing. I'm not disagreeing with you on that because he actually was that special. I really think coming out of college, he was, you know, because it's so hard to evaluate at that time how good James Worthy was going to be because he played in the Dean Smith system. And, of course, the old adage about Michael Jordan, who's the person that could play the best defense against Michael Jordan? And the old joke was Dean Smith because he was in such a controlled environment in North Carolina as far as what they can do and what they cannot do as far as, you know, James Worthy as well. So, yeah, I think it's at this point in time, you know, it, it, history books will say that it was a very tragic story to someone who could have met a very promising future and it had a very great Hall of Fame worthy career in Len Bias. I really could have, I really thought he could have been one of the great ones of the late 1980s. It would have, uh, he would have been a 90s player. Uh, he would have been a prominent '90s player. He would have because he would have been coming into his maturity around mid twenties by the '90s. So yeah, and with, with Reggie Lewis and 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 Len Bias, the Celtics could have been a force. Could have even impacted the Chicago run. It, it, it could have cost, yeah, because Len Bias was that talented from yeah. what I saw and what I never obviously I was too young to know what was going on at the time, but everything I've read and everything I've seen. Uh, said that he was going to be, and again, you, you, you know, Red Auerbach never really messed up those kind of picks, anyways. No. So it's not, it's no doubt that you were looking at something the, special. There, you were looking at the next freakish superstar again with Reggie Lewis on that team. If hey, he hadn't passed away, you're looking at the you, you're looking at another Pippet and, and 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 Jordan. And I'm not going to say Len Bias would have been Jordan. I, you can't, you can't say that. Uh, but you definitely would have had someone just as athletic, just as physically dominating. But what separated Jordan from everyone was this. So we we don't know. We're just kind of speculating that he would have been a problem. He, we don't know. I don't. I don't know. But I do know this. Yeah. I am. I would have been scared in '87 with him on that yeah. team. So I agree with you that, 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 cause I, I guys came out pretty, pretty seasoned out of college when they were really, really good. Well, guys hopefully, like, yeah. Well, the only thing is like that go and I'll let you finish up. Let me go. I've got something to add on. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Well, the only reason why I say is because I want this hopefully to 
make sure everybody out there as a reminder for the Scoot Hendersons and Victor Wembiamas of the world, what can happen when you're given that sudden fame and fortune and hopefully lend the, you know, whatever good could come out of it, such a tragedy as the Len Bias story, hopefully in the decades since that these players have been reminded constantly about the tragedy of Len Bias so that they could go ahead and say, you know what, I'm not going to make those same mistakes. Hopefully Victor and Scoot will be reminded of the tragedy of Len Bias so that they won't fall into those same traps. I think the NBA has done a good job avoiding these issues. It's kind of like NASCAR with driver safety. You've noticed yep. that there haven't been any deaths the last several years. Uh, there's also a lot of EKG type stuff with, especially with people like Hank Gathers having heart issues, things that like that. Tragic. That was yeah. terrible. Yeah. So you're, you're, you know, the one thing that's good about the, you know, I, I was an in incube one time, my buddy had premature twins and boy, whew, you know, if you want a definition of how amazing America can be, go to one of those places. <laughs> I mean, they've got that thing. I mean, I thought I was walking into a hotel. I really, really felt like I was walking to a hotel. Then you walk into that incune place and you see all these babies. And when it comes to that kind of stuff, man, uh, it, it, people get on it quick and the NBA and, and NFL and all these places. I mean, I shouldn't even say the NFL really too much, but, Definitely, uh, when it when it comes to the the heart and the pre, uh, uh, what am I, what am I pre what what am I what am I thinking word wise the uh, preemptive preemptive measures yeah to make sure that people aren't having irregular heartbeats and that kind of stuff I, I I've noticed that you know we're, we're not having these issues like we used to I think the only issues we're having. Uh, with people maybe going out early is, is you know, the, the C word, you know, yeah. that, that stuff seems to be creeping up a little well, bit. Well, shout out to all the NICU doctors and nurses. I'm married to a NICU nurse right here. So I truly appreciate the kind words on that. So I'll give her a shout out after we're done here. We're very <laughs> versed. We're very versed in the Laker, yes. Laker talk department, yes. aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, <laughs> shout out to all NICU nurses and NICU doctors out there. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers once again did fall short, but a very promising first half and a very promising first quarter as far as LeBron playing pretty good with Westbrook. Tomorrow is a game, like I said, back to back. We don't know who's going to play. We don't know who might have lower back stiffness, quote unquote, aka they're just sitting out because it's Vegas and a back to back. Your thoughts on tomorrow night's game, Minnesota. What are you looking for? And, oh, by the way, John McCallion, just want to let you know, because you're asking, um, it, think of a neonatal intensive care unit is a NICU, as far as NICU nurse, for everybody out there. I just call it NICU all the time because I've been, you know, I'm, I'm married to one. So I'm just, so like second nature to me. But everybody know, neonatal intensive care unit. So just let everybody know out there. So speaking of nurses, how is your blood pressure, Joe? <laughs> John. Oh my gosh. Still with a shot. But that aside, my friend, before we head on out, what are your thoughts on tomorrow night's game against Minnesota? How should the Lakers approach it? I think, again, the team is now 0 of 10 for the last 10 exhibition games. I really think that they should go ahead still and try to find the effort to find a way to win just to get that type of mentality. But Seeing as how probably a lot of Lakers will be rested that are key Lakers after playing a back-to-back, 
I think that it's going to be a tough thing to ask. And I think we're just going to be looking for some pluses wherever we can get them. Because remember, Minnesota didn't play last night or this tonight. I'm sorry. I'm not going to feel good if they go into the season on six again. It's not going to feel good. No, and you know, and you've stated that repeatedly, and I agree. This with has you. happened twice already, right? Remember in yeah. thirteen, yeah, oh and eight, oh and six, yeah. yep. And everybody loves the word precursor on the show. Yep, that's it, it, our key it's, word. It's a precursor to the, the doom. Uh, while you're paying attention to Indiana trades and things like that, the results the last two times we've dogged it in the preseason, the regular season followed with the same dog effort and dog results. We have to be careful guys. There's, this is a, a competition and competition starts in practice. And then the next level above practice is preseason or exhibition games. You need to set the tone. You need to set the tone in these games. It's important. Uh, I, I wish Darwin had put, at least one of his guys in the fourth quarter so that they could do something, you know, um, if you're worried about people getting injured, then you're not focusing on what matters. If they're not going to, if they're going to, if you're worried about them getting injured in the second game of a preseason game, then you're, you, how the hell are these guys going to play 82 games? Well, that's what a good thing that John's bringing up. He's actually bringing up a good question before we head on out. And he says, do you guys think it's an absolute necessity to play the big three in the remainder of the preseason? I think they need some reps together because remember, they only played 22 games with each other last season. They do need some reps with each other. And I, I don't even know if the big three, you could consider Russell Westbrook part of that big three, the way Kendrick Nunn has been playing. You do what you did today. You you played LeBron. You played Russell Westbrook. You, you, first half they were they were competitive with their big guys. The second half should have had the rest of the guys playing. They should have had none playing. They should have had Reeves playing more at the end. I, I don't know why that happened. Why don't you play Reeves? Why don't you play none a little bit? Let them get. None hasn't played basketball in a year. Well, Reeves so played thirty six minutes. Uh, I'm sorry, Reeves is fine. Reeves Reeves played enough minutes, um, but I would have put none in at the, in the fourth quarter I agree to at least that. stabilize the, the the offense a little and try to maintain that five point lead and then and then let let let's finish off with a win. Um, we'll see if they can if they, if somebody tells them to do that tomorrow. I know that's what I would say if I was an assistant coach. Do you maybe think AD plays tomorrow and LeBron doesn't? I would I would say that probably sounds about right. I would okay. I would I would say that would probably work. And I would probably see that none is probably going to rest. I would probably say because of the fact that he's coming off a serious injury that lasted the entire season, I would probably guesstimate. And I haven't heard on this. I might, they might already be alerting people on the Lakers channel already. They might already have advanced word on it. I don't see anything on Twitter as of yet, but. Uh, maybe LeBron will play. I'm not sure. Again, I think Kendrick Nunn playing back-to-back, I probably would sit him out for this game next against the Minnesota Timberwolves just because of the fact if you're supposed to be bringing him along slowly and you played him over 20 minutes tonight, I really think that you want to go ahead, or actually right around 20 minutes tonight, I think you really need to go ahead and just maybe let, let him rest and be ready for the next game. But we'll see what happens, my friend. There's still a lot of players to go ahead and evaluate. There's still, you know, this bench, this rotation is still way up in question. 
Last question for you, my friend. We saw the way Kendrick Nunn played in this limited amount of minutes tonight. I think the fact that he came off the bench is a precursor to what might happen for the regular season. If this is to play out well, him coming off the bench would be huge. I just don't know if we have enough talent for him to do that. That's the problem. And we're, that's why that Indiana thing creeped up in my head because if there was some way they can make that trade for only one pick, then you have a starting two coming back and then you have a starting center that's going to, if he stays healthy, of course, yeah, going to eliminate that need there. And he just so happens to be a perfect complement to AD's skill set. So, yeah, I'm turning into Laker Tom right now because of what I saw today. Uh, that could be a good thing, my friend. A little bit more positivity is not and, a bad thing. I, I, don't, I don't consider myself a positive or negative person. I'm telling you what I saw. Same here. I could this could change. Like this could, yeah, this could change tomorrow, and I'm back to being angry. Um, however, I, I do somewhat believe that Darvin Ham, somebody or something told him from two nights ago that, we, you know, you guys kind of look like garbage. You should probably go into this next game doing a little bit. But I'm going to be honest things. with you, my friend. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not expecting a whole lot tomorrow because you got to remember Minnesota's coming in fresh. They're already here in Las Vegas. They've been resting. So they'll come in fresh tomorrow night where the Lakers will be back to back. I mean, you got a lot, a lot of the young kids are going to be playing, so they should be still ready to play and ready to contribute as far as some good minutes are concerned. So we'll see what happens. But I don't think they'll lose by 30. I don't think they'll also go ahead. You, you never know. Actually, it's the NBA. It's exhibition season. So I don't want to take anything for granted. You're right. They could play and they could win tomorrow. You never know. There could be a Las Vegas hangover in the making for Minnesota. Maybe too much of the clubs here. So we'll see what happens. Maybe too much of the blackjack or poker tables. We'll see. But once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. If you have any questions for us, you can always hit us up on the YouTube channel. We do read the comments. We do get to them as whenever we can. Also as well, if you subscribe today, and we're very close to 300. Thank you so much for everybody who was a part of going ahead and subscribing to our channel. We are now at 296, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So, hey, we're on our way to 300. Please go ahead and subscribe today so you too can find out when we go live with our latest shows, like tomorrow night, we're going to go ahead and, again, be here for tomorrow night after the game against Minnesota. Looking forward to talking about that. Plus, also, I will have either way thoughts on the second matchup between Victor Wembiyama and Scoot Henderson. It is important we talk about this because those two are going to be a big part of the future of the NBA going forward. So I will definitely, whether or not I see the game live, I will be sharing my thoughts on that as well. But once again, it's Lakers Fast Break. You can always get a hold of us at Lakers Fast Break or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Go ahead and check out Joe's comments during the course of the game, LakersBall.com as Ox1947. And of course, don't forget Laker Tom right there. Laker Tom, in honor of Laker Tom, get better. Hope you're feeling better, my friend. Hope you're getting well. And also Jamie Sweet, who was busy tonight. He was tied up. But both those guys are doing what they can for Lakerholics.com. Once again, the Lakers, unfortunately, with a good, strong effort in the first half, but unfortunately faltering in the fourth quarter, they fall to the Phoenix Suns, 119 to 115. But we'll be back tomorrow night talking some great stuff as far as the second game here in Vegas. Will the second time around be a jackpot for the Lakers? 
or will they be rolling some snake eyes? We'll find out what's going to go on in the second night of a back-to-back here in Vegas. But we do appreciate everyone that was watching and listening. Thank you so much. Big shout-out to John, Richard, Dennis was awesome. Thank you so much for your thoughts as well. Truly appreciate it. Everybody, Paul Terry, he stopped by. You know he's going to. His fire ham comments were already there. Got to go ahead and appreciate him stopping by. Got to go ahead and appreciate as well. Everybody that stopped by in the chat. Thank you so much. Tycoon Rave, a new viewer. Truly appreciate you stopping by, sharing your thoughts on DeMarcus Cousins, who lives in Las Vegas and was at the game last night. So hopefully he can get picked up by a team. I don't know which one. Maybe the Lakers. You never know. They do need some help at the five. BDA Pink had some great questions to start us off. So thank you so much for everybody in the chat room. And Terrell Davis, got to give you a shout out as well. You started the conversations tonight, and we truly appreciate it. So for Joe Soro, this is Gerald Glassford. We want to thank you so much for watching and listening. And we'll see you tomorrow night. After the game against Minnesota in a back-to-back here in Las Vegas, will it be Snake Eyes or will it be a jackpot? We'll find out tomorrow right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.